Jesus, you are here with us. We feel your presence. We know the Holy Spirit is here. The eyes of the Father are here. We are here to worship you, to worship you, Jesus. Speak to us, touch our hearts. We will follow you wherever you lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it is awesome to be here in the warehouse. And I am inspired by Archie. You guys saw Archie down here? I was inspired watching him worship. Jesus said, unless you become like the little children, you cannot enter the kingdom. I was inspired by that. It's not an easy thing to preach. I never sleep well the night before. So much going on, wondering what does Jesus want to say to us today? And I've been praying that, asking that question during the week, and I thought, if Jesus would walk with you down a beach before we get to the sermon, if Jesus would walk with you down a beach, what would he say to you, and what would you hear? And I think it would be, number one, I love you. Number two, all of your sins are forgiven. Number three, I've prepared a great place for you guys with a great buffet. And just enjoy life. And I think he would say, Follow me. And this is the issue with Jesus. What do we do with Jesus? Because it's all about Jesus, and Jesus calls you, he calls me to follow him. What does that mean? I'd like us to look at our text today, Matthew 4, 18 through 22. I'm just going to read it. It's easier to read it off the screen. And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee. Did Jesus do a lot of walking? He did a lot of walking. And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. That's how they spent most of their life catching fish. Next verse. Then he said to them, and to you and to me, here's the two words, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So here's what I want you to leave with today. Follow and fish. Follow and fish. That's what Jesus calls us to do. Follow him and fish for people. Then immediately they left their nets and followed him. Now I'm going to throw something in here. Does the Bible tell us the whole story? No, we don't have the whole story in the Bible. I am going to guess that they had met Jesus before. 
or at least seen him before or heard him before. It doesn't tell us that they had never met. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them, next verse, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Follow and fish. About 40 years ago, we used to vacation in Florida. Every summer we came to Florida. And one summer, somebody, I know it wasn't me, had the great idea, let's go deep sea fishing. I'm just going to give you a clue. I get car sick very easily. And I had never been deep sea fishing. Nobody told me what the deep sea was like. And oh, by the way, there had just been a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico. So the waves were a little choppy, shall we say. We went out about 20 miles and I wanted to die. I literally wanted to die. I was so miserable. My dad was miserable. My uncle who took us was miserable. And wouldn't you know, my little brother felt great. He was a natural. Now this is back in the time, maybe some of you have heard the move of the movie Jaws. Anybody heard of that movie? I know none of you have watched it. Don't raise your hand if you've watched it. My little brother caught, guess what? A shark. My little brother caught a shark. When we went back to the dock, they were taking pictures of him. The newspaper was interviewing him. He was the big celebrity. And I was on the ground, kissing the ground, saying, I will never go deep sea fishing again. Jesus calls us to fish. He also calls us to follow. Any of you heard of the Great Smoky Mountains up in Tennessee? Any of you gone camping up there? 50 years ago, we're going way back. I got to go way back to get stories for you guys. I was in high school. We went camping in the Great Smoky Mountains and we spent the entire day backpacking, climbing up to the top. I believe it was called Mount Mitchell. I might be wrong. But we went to the top. And you know what we saw at the top? A beautiful sunset. And you know, sunsets are beautiful until they're not. And it got dark. And we were on the top of the mountain, 20 academy kids with like four sponsors, in the dark. And the leader said, everybody, take out what? Your flashlight. 25 people. You want to guess how many had flashlights? I did. Let me be one of the heroes in the story. There were three people. 
out of 25 people that had flashlights. So what we did, one went to the front. I'm not going to the back because there's bears in those woods. I said, I'll take the middle. We became like a centipede, followed each other down slowly. It took us a long time to get down, but we followed those who had the light. So it's follow and fish. We read our scripture. Jesus says to you today, follow me. Now here's the question I want you to ask yourself. I'm going to ask myself too. Today, who do you follow? Not talking about Instagram. Not talking about Twitter. Not talking about Facebook, although we spend a lot of time following stuff on those things. But today, who do you trust enough to follow? I like politics, but we're not going to talk about politics. But just think about who you give your trust to to follow. Okay, 30 years back, some of you remember David Koresh, Waco, Texas. If you don't know about this, you can go, Netflix has some series, YouTube has some series. A whole lot of people followed David Koresh to Waco, Texas, and started, and we would call it a cult, a community. And they all died there following David Koresh, who was telling them that he was Jesus. He was God. And they believed it. They followed him. Now, I don't know if I'm the oldest one here or if Dr. Rogers is. I don't know who's the oldest person here. Um, I got to go way back to the 1970s. There was a guy called Jim Jones. Anybody read about that? Remember that? Jonestown. They started in San Francisco. It was called the People's Temple. And they did a lot of good things. And they helped a lot of poor people. And they helped. But it all revolved around following Jim Jones. And he took them all to South America. And they all drank Kool-Aid that had poison in it. And I think it was about six, seven hundred that committed suicide following Jim Jones. Who do you follow? Jesus says, get it straight, follow me. Only two choices. You either follow Jesus or you don't. A lot of people follow themselves. A lot of people think that they're smarter than anybody, and they follow themselves. Or they follow other humans that lead them down have you ever gone down a bad road with somebody you were following? Have you ever? Jesus says, follow me. Follow me. Quick side story. Moving my daughter home from Southern. You know that drive up to Collegedale? Nine hours. We had to bring her car back. She followed me all the way back. You ever have someone following you in a car? I thought it was stressful for me, but she said it was stressful for her following me because I like to change lanes. 
And when you're following with someone in a car, you got to stick with them. So following can become stressful. Who do you follow? Who do you follow? I'm going to go way back. I wasn't alive during this time. You want to study something interesting. Study the 1930s Europe, Germany, pre-Nazi, pre-Adolf Hitler. What he did to get an entire country and continent. And the scary thing today is there are still people who believe in his Nazi teachings. And we say, how could a whole country follow him? Well, deception can become a part of it. You know, Jesus, we see in Matthew 4, this is very early in his ministry. He wants his disciples to follow him. Why? They need what? To be taught. They need to learn. They need to be humbled. You know what you and I need? We need to be taught. We need to learn. We need to be humbled. Very early in his ministry, Matthew 4, he picks these four and the other eight, and we studied it today in Luke. For some reason, I don't want to go too deep into this, for some reason he picks Judas. It's a whole other sermon and a whole other story. Judas gets in to the twelve. Judas could have chosen a good path. He followed down a different path. And I want to ask you a question. You, me, everybody here. Does God call us to judge anyone? Are we called to judge people? We are not. Even Judas, who we make assumptions with, we have to leave it to God to do the final judgment. I'm very scared about Christians who rush to judgment on certain people who have lifestyles, who have political beliefs, who have different skin colors, who speak. I'm very curious because I can't, you help me find in the Bible where Jesus has called us to judge other people. Please find that and help, help me uh, learn that. Jesus wants you and I, warehouse, visitors, whoever, he wants us to be part of his ministry. Can you believe that? He wants to use us if we follow him, if people see us following him, if people see how we live with Jesus, they might become interested. I'm not going to call out the religions, but I see a lot of people around here with their little stands on the sidewalk, with their uniforms, passing out literature, trying to bring people to their religion Here's a newsflash. Jesus does not call us to follow a religion. Jesus does not call us to follow a religion. He calls us to follow him. So what does that mean? Well, to follow Jesus means to trust him with everything. And if you're a parent, you know what that means because you raise your kids and then they go on and live their lives. And you stop, you never stop being a parent, but your parenting changes in how it works. But you trust Jesus 
My wife and I pray every day, our kids are in your hands. They're in your hands. Their future, their present is in your hand. To follow Jesus means that you have to trust him for everything. And I bet there are people here today, including me, that are having issues that you're working through. Jesus, why is this happening to me if I'm following you? Isn't my life, did Jesus say our life would be perfect if we followed him? He actually said you will have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world for you. Following Jesus also means this, and this is a hard one for me. I have an agenda, and if you would all would just get on board with my agenda, everything would be wonderful because I know how to do everything correct, and I can fix everything, and I'm smart enough to get us all through it. Following Jesus means taking your life agenda, setting it aside, and Jesus taught us in the prayer, thy will be done. That's not always easy to give up our will, even to God. So to follow Jesus means, oh boy, total commitment. Total commitment. I hate to confess this, but I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. And my, yeah, pray for me, brother. My commitment is very often tested. You have some other pastoral members. I won't mention their names, but I know they're Miami Dolphin fans. And they struggle with their commitment. But as a sports fan, a fan, a true fan, you make a commitment. I had a friend who had Tampa Bay Buccaneer season tickets. And he took me to probably 12 games, and they lost every game. And we just got tired of it, and he sold the tickets. And the next season, who did they get? Tom Brady, and they went to a Super Bowl. We gave up on our commitment. If you're going to follow Jesus, you have to decide how you're going to treat other people. You have to, because his call is to love everyone. There's no conditions on it. And because of that, he says, I'll make you fishers of men and women. I can't be hip. I'm 60, but I'm going to try to use a word. It may be out of date already. He wants us to be influencers. I've heard that some people are influencers. You have to help me what that means. But, and that's what they do. They are, in, what is your career? Influencer. Jesus calls you, this is amazing. He calls you to be an influencer for him. That is awesome. He calls us to be fishers of men. So how did I get to become a Vikings fan? Well, I lived in Minnesota for five years. My wife is from Puerto Rico. We spent 16 years in Puerto Rico. The weather is beautiful in Puerto Rico. And I pretty much decided, and she agreed, maybe I didn't tell her the whole story, 
that we were going to move to Minnesota. It's a slight temperature change from Puerto Rico to Minnesota. And if you live in Minnesota, and I lived there five years, there's one thing you have to do, and that's go ice fishing. Have any of you ice fished? This is the thing. This guy drove me out on a lake in this huge pickup truck. We're driving on the ice. I was very nervous. So we go to this little cabin, and it's about 25 degrees below zero, and there's a little hole in the water, and we put our little lines in the water. Guess how many fish we caught? Zero. But I can say, one time in my life, I went ice fishing. Jesus calls you to fish for people. That is not always easy, but he says, stay with it. Whether your conditions are icy, whether they're deep sea, whether they're choppy. This is cool. We don't get smoke over in the other sanctuary. That's very cool. Very cool. The focus, of, uh, the focus of Jesus is on one thing. You know what his focus is on? People. Jesus is focused on people. Not programs, not politics, not buildings, not human agendas. Jesus' focus is on people. So what do you think he wants us to focus on? People. His call to follow him. Wow, he calls us to service to think about others before we think about yourself. We're humans, we're selfish, it's tough, but Jesus puts that call out to you. Focus on people. What people are welcome here? Everyone. Who does God call? Everyone. If we are his fishermen and fisherwomen, we are to go out there and fish among Everyone. Now, be careful of how you fish. It's a cliche. You've heard it before, but I have to say it because it's so good. The sign on the church driving down the road, somebody put it on Facebook. You've heard it before. Jesus says, you catch them, I'll clean them. God doesn't call us to clean the fish. He calls us to catch the fish. Once we bring them to Jesus, we can trust him. I know you guys know the Bible. Jesus said, go. What's next? Make disciples. Third, baptize them. And the last one, teaching them to observe all things that I have taught you Making disciples is our job. We baptize them, and then we teach them all things. Who are you trying to catch? What are you trying to do? Jesus calls you and I to follow him because he wants to use you to reach other people. I want to read through the text again here as we come near the end because I want you to put it in context of everything we said. Let's go through the text again. Matthew 4, 18 through 20. 
and Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw you guys. He saw me. He sees everything. He saw two brothers, but he saw everybody. Simon called Peter and Andrew's brother, and he cast a net into the sea. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, and he says to you, and he says to me, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. You don't have to make yourself anything. If you choose to follow him, he'll gift you, he'll skill you, he'll train you, he'll make you a fisher of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father. For some reason, they left the father behind, or the father chose not to go. They were mending their nets, and he called them, and immediately they left the boat and their follow, father and followed him. If you are following Jesus, keep going. If you're not following him, think about following him. Follow and fish. Jesus, we are here to worship you. We know you're here because you said where two or three are gathered, there I am. The Holy Spirit is here. The eyes of the Father are here. Your angels are here. Your people are here. Father, there are many people out there that we need to share Jesus with. And we can do it in a million ways. May we follow you in such a way that we live the gospel and our life shows others Jesus. And they come into your net and they follow you too. In Jesus' name, amen.